0: Fuck. Rest. Welcome to the 30th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. Video game podcast where we talk about anything under the video game sun. I am your host, Raging Gingy. Along with me today is Mr. Pegasus. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing pretty okay. I'm ready for this show, but I'm not ready for this show because where the fuck is my laptop charger? But that's a problem that I'll solve. Silently.
0: Huh. Alright, but yeah, thir- 30 episodes. Dude, it's kind of cool.
1: That's a lot of episodes.
0: And I haven't figured out for sure where I'm going to put this in the show, but before we get started, we have our very first patron. Ooh! And specifically... At the um, sixteen bit tier. Which is I thought
1: he, I thought he was in the thirty two bit.
0: Is thirty two bit the ten dollar tier?
1: Yes, sixteen bit oh. is five.
0: Okay, yeah. Our first thirty two bit tier patron, Mister Xenomorph Jedi. We, <laughs> I can't tell you how much we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much.
1: Can I just point out? I feel like you don't want me to part this kimono, but I'm gonna part this kimono. You found out somebody was looking for the Patreon. So you just invented a ten dollar tier. Just like out of the blue.
0: No. Ten dollar tier was always there.
1: No, it was not. We only had one in five. And then the thirty two and then the ten dollar one just like appeared <laughs> recently.
0: Uh I never created it then. But anyway. Well,
1: somebody's hacked our Patreon and
0: made it thirty two bit so. tier, apparently. But yeah, we thank you. Thank you so much, man.
1: I could be wrong, but I don't remember the 32-bit tier existing until recently.
0: But anyway, with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and get into the show. But like we always do, gotta make a phone call. We will be right back. Well, yes. Oh, I see. Good news, everyone! And welcome back to the new segment, you guys. Got some stuff to talk about today. I'm pulling from... Excuse me. SegmentNext.com. Written by... uh, Sikander Mahmood. Hopefully I pronounced your name right. Activision parted ways with Bungie due to lack of microtransactions in Destiny 2. What the fuck? Activision and Bungie parted ways because of Destiny not meeting expectations, and the publisher couldn't, quote, new re- couldn't add new revenue streams to Destiny 2. Activision wanted more control over the franchise, but, De- but Bungie didn't allow it beyond a certain point. This created an issue and a strained relationship between the developer and publisher of the Destiny series. Activision presented three main reasons that ended up Bungie... Taking Destiny and walking away. The lack of microtransactions, new engagement models, and revenue streams, which the publisher wanted to add to Destiny 1 and 2. Destiny was not meeting revenue expectations, and Activision has had its internal resources supplementing Bungie's work, typing up one of their scarest resources, which is development time. Mm. Uh, in a statement, Bungie confirmed Destiny 3 will happen, and the current development team is grasping what it truly means to be independent. The studio will continue to support Destiny 2 and the franchise overall in the coming year. Destiny 3 release date and announcement isn't expected any time as soon as Bungie is, concerned, is currently transitioning out of Activision. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that, Peg?
1: good riddance. They're just trying to add microtrans along. Fuck right off.
0: And the next one I am pulling coming from comicbooks.com written by Christian Hoffer. Pokemon Go agrees to PokéStop monitoring and removals and proposed class action lawsuit settlement.
1: What about Pokemon Go lawsuits? I'm sorry. I got distracted by a group chat.
0: Pokestop um, removal. Essentially, Pokestops being on private property that either the homeowners or the businesses didn't want players to be on their property. That makes sense. Back in 2016, annoyed homeowners and businesses sued Niantic after complaining about trespassing and nuisances related to Pokemon Go, which swept the world into a frenzy. The lawsuit has lingered for nearly three years now but the Hollywood Reporter has said that Niantic has agreed to a proposed settlement to resolve most of the related issues, and as a result of the settlement, Niantic is proposing extensive reforms to handling complaints from property owners who don't want Go players on their property. Excuse me. Under the proposed settlement, owners of single-family homes will now have the right of removal of any gym or Pokestop within 40 meters of their property. In addition, Pokemon Go has agreed to respond to complaints or demands to remove a Pokestop slash gym from business or commercial. Um, The game will also add a mechanism to better honor the hours of operations of parks. Now, we don't know specifically what that means, but most likely the gyms will start to shut down overnight, and Pokemon spawns will cease when the park is closed.
1: That makes a lot of sense.
0: Right. To be honest, I'm a little worried, because that could very well potentially, you know, affect how playing Pokemon Go is in the future.
1: Oh, you can't go fucking break into a park in the middle of the night to go catch your Pokemon? I'm so sorry for it.
0: Hey, you know what? If it's Fucking twelve thirty and I see a lunatone at the park, I'm gonna go fucking get that lunatone.
1: You're trespassing on private property, that's the whole point. Oh, with a city.
0: Gives a if it's shit. closed,
1: it's trespassing.
0: I d I don't know. I'm more concerned, honestly, how Pokemon Go is gonna, you know, look if this, you know, continues forward.
1: Okay, so before you move but
0: on. But in a like... way, yeah, you're right. But um, next story pulling from Gamebyte.com, written by Laura Jackson, we now know Bully 2 will be Rockstar's next project after leaked casting call.
1: That's interesting. Rip GTA 6 once again.
0: <laughs> Although Rockstar Games might now be better known for titles like GTA and and um, Red Dead, it's also team behind one of the most beloved PS2 titles ever bully bully released in 2006 which was essentially gta in the school environment where as a troubled pupil in oh a god. boarding school you beat up kids oh god bully, what
1: i don't know i don't know how people are gonna feel about bully too. i feel like a bunch of sjw's are gonna protest the shit out of that for be for like school violence
0: But um, leaked casting calls have found their way online. And although they're scarce on detail, this definitely sounds that Rockstar is in the market for the cast of Bully Mm 2. So there is that. Um, Final news story. I had the browser. We recently had a Nintendo Direct... And I'm going to go through the bullet points of what we've got. Pegasus, if you wanted to ask about a certain title, you just let me know. But yes, on um, February um, 15th, we had a Nintendo Direct. And we had a bunch of Switch games revealed. Starting off, we have Super Mario Maker 2.
1: Wow, that has
0: been announced for Nintendo Switch, and it has a release window of June for this year. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually excited with this one, and you know, I even I I showed my mom Super Mario Maker Two.
1: Mario Maker Two.
0: Yeah, and she seemed to to like it. And next game we have had the Smash Bros Ultimate 3.0 update has been detailed. We have a confirmed release date for the upcoming DLC character Joker. Additionally, several more Smash theme amiibo figurines were revealed and on the way, including regular Pokemon Trainer, um, Solid Snake, and Simon Belmond.
1: Gingy, Gingy, there was also you forgot, the Squirtle and Ivysaur individual amiibos.
0: I yes, want the Ivysaur
1: Amiibo individual.
0: real bad. <laughs> I'll make that I happen.
1: have no use for it, because I don't have Ultimate, but I just want it.
0: I will make it happen, Peg. Next Did it get me the was...
1: Ivysaur Amiibo?
0: Maybe, maybe not. But the next game that was also revealed was Box Boy and Box Girl. And it is a brand new game with 270 stages, including two-player co-op. It's the first Switch game in the Box Boy series, which began in 2015 on 3ds Mm. and the switch version of captain toad treasure tracker is now getting some dlc some of which is paid dlc new challenges all of that some of the dlc is free for example a new co-op mode which will be which honestly is live right now as we are recording Um, The next one
1: is Marvel
0: Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order.
1: Thanos for Smash.
0: Do it. (laughs) And we also had Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which will release in Fall um, 2019. Um, Another game that was kind of hype moment for me, we have a tr- uh, announcement trailer of Link's Awakening remake, officially coming out for the Nintendo Switch.
1: Oh great, my personal hell, remastered in Glorious HD.
0: No, it's not remastered, it's it's a remake. It's it's gorgeous, it is so cute. Yeah, oh I my meant God.
1: remade in Glorious HD. Fucking Link's Awakening, man.
0: I am patient, impatiently waiting for Twilight Princess to come to the Switch. I want it to come to the Switch. I thought that was already a thing. No, it was on the Wii U, but not the Switch. And um, it kind of caught me off guard. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered Edition will be available on the Nintendo Switch on May 21st. It will also include the remastered version of Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, which was a PS Vita title. And the Tyranny of King Washington DLC as well. Mm. I like Assassin's Creed 3, but honestly, my favorite is Assassin's Creed 2. But um, let's saved quite possibly. You know, possibly. I just want to say
1: this before I forget, before I forget, even though it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, well, but we didn't get any new Smash DLC reveals in this direct, which was to be expected. We don't even have Joker gameplay yet. But what I'm really hoping mm-hmm. Is, is Microsoft and Nintendo seem real, real, real friendly right now? Can we please get Banjo? I'll
0: tell you what. If Banjo turns out to be a DLC fighter, I will buy you a copy of Smash Bros. Ultimate and eventually the Banjo Amiibo. You see, the
1: problem with that is I don't have anything to play that copy of Bros. By the time
0: the, you'll you'll get a Switch, but saved potentially, possibly the best game for last. Tetris 99 is a new free to play twist on the classic Tetris that pits, you guessed it, against 99 players against one another. So, okay, Jim, I, have a story about,
1: I have a story to tell about Tetris 99. Go for it. So, I have a friend, and I'll keep him anonymous, but I have a friend, and he was very upset about Tetris 99 because, you know, Battle Royales. And I like roasted him with facts and logic. So, here's, here's what went down. He was like, Ah, Tetris 99, a game no one asked for, no one wanted. Not even puzzle games about inanimate objects, just trying to cash in on the Battle Royale strain, train. What's next? Nintendo Dogs Royale? which I kind of want.
0: Yes. So and then I responded be, um, I responded with
1: fighting? my nice logical response. I think Tetris 99 is a cool concept. People are instantly critical of it because of the stigma attached to battle royales. Separated from that stigma, it allows people to put their skills in this iconic puzzle game to the test against many others and thus has value. Damn.
0: Blade dropped. Um, We had Deltarune announced. Now, I'm going to kind of breeze through these, but um, of course, you can just go on Google and type in Nintendo Direct for any details. Um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Um, Let's see. The next one, Fire Emblem Three Houses has unfortunately been delayed until July of this year. And it you is know, live.
1: Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. So, when they introduced Fire Emblem Three Houses, they were like, let me show you a game from a classic RPG series. And I was like, Pokemon? 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 And, they were, and then, it, then it was Fire
0: Emblem. Uh... And I was like, oh. But yes, you didn't get there, any
1: Pokemon or Kirby this direct, and those are like my two favorite Nintendo franchises. So, it's direct.
0: Right, but I would, it's I would assume at this point, dude, we're gonna get Gen Eight information on Pokemon Day. That's not guarantee. You.
1: That's the but rumor every year, and it very rarely happens.
0: The demo is now live for you to for you Switch owners. Yoshi's Crafted World.
1: Yes, Yoshi.
0: And then, me and Atlas
1: were texting back and forth during the direct, and he was like waiting for like more bigger your So he was just like, "Fuck off, Yoshi!" And I'm like, "Shut up, Yoshi." Games are great.
0: And last but not least, Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy um nine will be launching on March 26th. Or wait, no, I. The Roman numerals are throwing me off. To, head, uh, sorry.
1: To revamp Final a joke
0: from seven. To
1: revamp a joke from the last time we talked about Nintendo Direct, Final F- Fantasy, Final Fantasy, more Final Fantasy, all the Final Fantasy.
0: Right, but to also bring back another joke, Final Fantasy.
1: Final what the fuck?
0: Final Fantasy 7 is launching for Switch on March 26th of this year, but Final Fantasy 9 will be available Right now. Ooh! So, unless if you have anything else to add, Mr. Pegasus, I think that will be it.
1: I feel like we missed a game. I think we did. There was a new one by uh, Platinum Games, wasn't there? About some fucking cyber cops or some shit?
0: I am not seeing it on here, but yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was that game, and, um... I remember Atlas was just hyperventilating, waiting for Bayonetta three. Here's Platinum Games. He sees his new Platinum Games ga- game, and he's like, "Oh, cool, Platinum Games." But like Bayonetta three, and then literally he gets the cock tease of, "You're pro- peeking at Platinum Ra- Games. You're probably wondering about Bayonetta three. I assure you, the development team is hard at work, but we don't have any footage for you or anything." So.
0: Follow. Oh, Atlas, I'm so sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm so sorry, buddy.
1: Atlas didn't get his Bayonetta. I didn't get my Pokemon. I didn't even get my usual consolation prize of Kirby. It just wasn't a good direct for me. I wonder if if we're going to have a Pokemon direct on uh, uh, Pokemon Day, if they're going to save Pokemon for E3.
0: I don't know, man. But um, I think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and cut the news off here, unless we have anything else to add.
1: Um. No, I
0: don't. All right. Well, with that being said, we're gonna cut it here and go to our second segment. We will be right back. Do 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 do. And welcome back, you Guess guys, to forgot the second. This
1: existed again. The answer is me.
0: Boo. <sighs> but anyway, second segment of the show where we talk about what we've been up to the last week or so. Video game-wise, or anything else we would like to share? Peg, what have you been up to?
1: Fuck, man. Um, um, I have to actually think now and use my memories <gasps> to form images of what I've done. Yes. So PS4, all I can remember playing on PS4 this week is Fortnite. I played Fortnite a couple days ago on stream with my two idiot friends, Silas and Noah and we all did this fun thing where we went into playground and we switched to separate teams and we landed on we landed we both landed in tilted towers and we each had three lives and the first one to kill the other three times won we had the we had a tilted tower showdown see so yeah, that was fun i did the same thing with a uh, ultima josh today or i guess gba josh now
0: He changed his name?
1: He changes his... His his YouTube name is GBA Josh.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It used to be Ultima Josh, but apparently the story I've been told is that his girlfriend discovered his channel, so he didn't want to put stuff there anymore. So he made a new channel. (laughs) Weirdly, he still uses his old channel. So... Maybe because him and that girl broke up. Because I'm pretty sure they did. He posts on both channels, but the old the his original channel has become more of like a side channel. Anyway, yeah, we did playgrounds, tilted tower showdown, copyright Pegasus, tilted tower showdown. That was fun. And today I played Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure. got farther in it than I've ever gotten in it and I got to experience like most of what the game has to offer maybe I'll talk about that a little more later wink wink nudge nudge can you hear me but yes
0: were you talking the entire time yes well you're gonna have to repeat all that because I got a video call from from little dude
1: cool okay So where did what is the last thing I said? Before you jumped, didn't tell you. God damn it, Jinji. Okay, did you hear the Tilted Towers Fortnite thing? No. Okay, so the only game I played on my PS4, as far as I can remember, is Fortnite. I played with my dumb friends. So wait, no, because I remember you asking about Josh. So you did hear this part.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: We did the Battle of Tilted Towers and. In terms of other things, I've been—I played Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure. My retro pie today, I got really far, much farther than I have ever gotten before. Because I always get stuck on like the third level, because I never knew how to get past it. So I just looked up a walkthrough, and I got past.
0: Look. it. this?
1: I just needed to know how to avoid these stupid rocks, and then I found out how to avoid the rocks, and it was fine.
0: So proud of you.
1: You should be proud of me for looking up the walkthrough, watching it, and then doing yeah, it. Yeah,
0: because I'll say it on this show, you're a fucking monster.
1: <laughs> oh, because of the Charmander?
0: You are a fucking monster.
1: Listen to this week's episode of Pokemon Variety Hour if you want to find out about the abuse that my Charmander and my Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke has gone through. Miraculously, he's a Charizard now. You
0: evil, evil little motherfucker.
1: <laughs> the Charizard, the Charizard is just very depressed and has a lot of deba- abandonment issues. <laughs> you saw, you know how ass he was. You fought him for two two cycles, and he was ass. Anyway, okay. So anyway fuck I lost my train of thought why do you do this to me Gingy
0: yep still here
1: what the fuck was I talking about what the fuck was oh Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure got it got it okay so
0: the beauty of editing I'll cut your brain fart out
1: I got much farther in Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure that I ever have. I've experienced all three of the game modes now. And I might talk about Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure a little more in depth later in this episode. Wink, 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 wink. Ooh. Gingy doesn't know about that particular thing, but he does know what part of the thing I'm talking about. At least if his brain works and he can put two and two together.
0: Yes. I know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, so... Anyway, yeah, that's Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure. I also played today Pokemon Renegade Platinum. I uh I went and took on Rourke. It didn't go very g- well. So Rourke pulled a bunch of crap. His Geo Geodude had Fire Punch, which uh beat up my Ivysaur real bad. His Cranidos had Thunder Punch, which beat up my War Turtle real bad. <laughs> and the icing on the cake. You want to know what he had, Gingy? You want to know what Pokemon he had? What? He had a Guts Flame Orb Larvitar.
0: Wow! Damn! <laughs>
1: literally just, like, threaded through what I had left after the rest of his team killed, like, two or three of my boys.
0: Damn, dude.
1: So... I actually made, I've I've made a few team changes since the last time I talked about Renegade Platinum, or wait, I haven't talked about Renegade Platinum on the show since the recording of Variety Hour that also came out today. <laughs> My team has changed. I'm not going to try to remember them all, but I do remember the new boys, and I think I remember who they replaced. So I got a, I got a fan pee. This was all after the gym leader. After the gym leader was when I made team changings. Even though I did have a bunch of evolution, Shinx is now a Luxio, Squirtle's now a War Turtle, Bulbasaur's now an Ivysaur. Um I think there was one more. Oh, Nidoran's now a Nidorino, but that doesn't really matter much, and I'll tell you why. Um I caught a FanP whose name is oh She's she's adorable. She's an adorable little elephant friend. So I slotted her on the team in place of my Nidorino, who's now in the bank. And another new member of the team is, I went and I saw, I went and I got my own Larvitar. I don't have a Flame Orb, though, so t- you win some, you lose some. But I have a Larvitar now, and I slotted it in place of my Espeon, who was an Eevee as of two- yes last night. But I evolved it into an on, and then instantly ended up putting it in the bank for this Larvitar. <laughs> now you get to reach your final form and also sit in a bank forever. That's the story of Neapolitan, the, the on Neapolitan 2, the much inferior Neapolitan who, who did not shred through Patrick and Jinji Ging- with his good, good zaps. He didn't even have good, good brain meltings because he didn't have confusion or anything. The only thing I had to take advantage of a special attack was hidden power and I never did figure out what type it was. So yeah, that's my Larvitar. Other than that, the team was same saying the same. I've got War Turtle, Ivysaur, Monferno and fuck, oh, Luxio and I'm training all of my boys up to level 17 for my second attempt against Rourke. So we'll see how that goes. And I think that's it for me.
0: Alright, well, I myself, um, I've been playing Pokemon Go like I normally do. Um, As of recording today, we've had our community day for February. And in case if you guys are not aware, community day once a month, the feature Pokemon has a higher spawn rate increase, and they have the their shiny form unlocked and they have an exclusive move. For the month of February, the community day Pokemon is Swinub. And the exclusive move or, or is like Ancient to, Power.
1: I- exclusive moves, or as I like to call them, inclusive noobs.
0: Jesus Christ. But I ended that? up getting five of them.
1: You remember that fun, fun mix up from like, I think it was episode two of it, Arceus?
0: Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up getting about five of them. So I got my shiny family in two trades. So I would consider that a good day. I did finally get. um, With the um, Dokkan battles, uh, specifically, the um, Dragon Ball Broly summoning banner is here. So we now have Gogeta and Broly as new um, character cards. So I finally awakened Gogeta, so now I have Gogeta Blue and Dokkan. Which is fucking fantastic. I haven't pulled Broly yet. But, um, Robert. no, Robert. I haven't gotten him yet. I will. But um, Jurassic Rest World in Alive.
1: Peace Vic <laughs> All
0: Right. Yeah, I'll cut that out. But um, I've also been playing a lot of Jurassic World Alive. I've actually gotten a new um legendary hybrid Pegasus.
1: Oh wow! I'm so happy it's... for you and your dinosaurs. I mean, I love Jurassic World Alive.
0: Well, it's called, in case if you're curious, the new legendary hybrid that I got is called the Utah Sinoraptor.
1: The Utah Sinoraptor.
0: I will send a screenshot of it to you, Pegasus, so you know what it looks like. Um and I've been working on a few more um legendary hybrids. I am four DNA points away from unlocking the Paramoloch, legendary hybrid. I am getting there. And I am also slowly working on the Allocinosaurus, which is essentially the Utah Cinoraptors fucking brother. But yeah, getting getting a lot of hybrids. So I'm getting my squad better, and then of course thank you to uh life uh not, uh spared no expense. No you're listening. Again, I'll give you guys another shout-out, because I love you all. Thanks to your help. Pegasus, by the way, I sent the screenshot to you. It's in the general chat.
1: I will take a look. In pixels or in recording? Okay, it's in. Recording. Ooh. What a big boy.
0: A blue boy. And I've been playing a little bit of Stardew Valley. You know, just, again, a nice, relaxed game. Um I've actually played another few games but I'm actually going to save that for Ooh. later on in the episode.
1: I'm saving a game, you're saving a game. I wonder what that could mean.
0: Mm. I know. But that about covers that about covers my week peg unless if you have anything else to add I think we can jump into our topic. Oh, so we can't jump in. Well, also, note, uh, I, I finally unlocked Pichu in Smash Bros. Ultimate.
1: I want to ask, Genji, did you actually watch that glitch clip that you promised to watch while I was talking about the games that I played? No,
0: I spaced it. I'm sorry.
1: Do it now. <laughs> and just cut this out. Oh,
0: motherfucker. Ah, oh, yeah, like I said, I'll cut this out, but I just unlocked Pichu.
1: Nice. Check your DMs. Watch the clip. It's it's great.
0: That was adorable. I know. Jolly, my dude, your child is adorable.
1: Jo- jo- jolly, best dad. Ouch. D- uh, oh, oh yeah, you're a dad. Um, uh, Jolly's still the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck you too buddy
1: <laughs> jolly has two kids he's got two adorable things He just got one
0: well with that being said we're gonna drop it here and go into our our topic we will be right back and welcome back to the third segment of the show you guys we will pick a topic about <laughs> under the video game sun and have a discussion about it. Pegasus gonna is going to be maining the reins for this one. What are we talking about today?
1: You see, I planned on maining the reins but Genji, I literally have no way to pull up the article.
0: Can I screenshot it and send it to you?
1: You can. That is what you can do, but how are you going to screenshot a whole fucking video?
0: Okay, what was it called? Family what?
1: Family party, thirty great games, and you're you're looking for the series, not the individual game, because it's a series of games. There are many more than thirty great games.
0: And I am leaving this and doo do, doo do, doo doo doo. While Gingy finds this. time to get a new do, shirt, doo do, doo
1: do, 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 do. is lazy, doo do, 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 do.
0: Pegasus is an asshole, doo doo do, doo do, doo doo.
1: I know, and that's why you love me.
0: Fuck you, bitch. Do-do-do-do-do.
1: How rude. You've hurt my feelings today, Gingy.
0: Motherfucker, you want to talk about hurt feelings?
1: When did I hurt your feelings, Gingy?
0: When didn't you hurt my feelings? And I can't hide it. Fucking... You have a PS4, you look that shit up.
1: Gigi, if I find this article in like 10 seconds, you are getting the bottom end of my foot in your face.
0: You know, let me put it this way. I will be a gentleman, and I will give you a choice. Left or right.
1: CJ, do you think that quote is funny? And it's not.
0: No, I'm saying left or right. Fucking! I'm giving you the choice. Do you want my left foot or my right foot to go up your butt?
1: Um, I'll take both.
0: Oh Jesus Christ!
1: (laughs) Fuck. Um. Okay. If I disconnect, let me know through DMs because they usually connect with the browser. have already disconnected.
0: I no, I can back. still hear you. Professional podcasters. Do, 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 do. Shut up.
1: I'm a professional fucking pitch, kick you face. Oh, cool. Looks like there's only a Wikipedia article for one of these games.
0: We'll fix it.
1: I'm... Gingy. D- I'm not the... <laughs> arbiter of fucking wikipedia um hey g what i don't know if we could do this topic
0: we'll talk about your memories of it and we'll just leave it with that can't you find sales numbers
1: i can't find sales numbers only of one game and it's a game i didn't play
0: well type in the game that you did play
1: it doesn't have a wikipedia article I literally typed in Thought Family in Party trouble. 30 Great Games, and the only one that had a Wikipedia article was the Wii U one.
0: Okay, and then talk about the Wii U one. We'll bullshit it from there.
1: Okay, so Family Party 30 Great Games is a series of mini game st- centered games where you and your family can have some fun, have a party, and play 30 great games. <laughs> There were a couple of games in this franchise. Only one of them has a Wikipedia article, though, so that's going to be our example here. Family Party: Thirty Great Games Obstacle Course was a party game released for the Wii U, developed by Artco and published by D3. Remember D3? God. The game was released.
0: What's D3? Shut up. What could the, it game?
1: Be? the game was released in November 2012 for the PAL region and in December 2012 for North America and Japan. So Europe got this one first. Am I still on the call? Yeah, you're still here. Okay, two modes are two modes of playing mini games are available: challenge mode and free play mode. Challenge mode has players compete in five set Wii Remote games based on the world selected at the start with five randomly chosen Wii U gamepad games in between. Up to four people, with CPUs to make sure that there are always four players, can play at once to try to beat a set score and unlock more characters and minigames to play in free play mode. In free play mode, up to ten of the minigames can be chosen regardless of whether they use the gamepad or the Wii remote to be played in a set order with up to four people. And CPUs, obviously, with no restrictions or scores to beat. Despite the title, there are 35 minigames in total. They are spread around five different worlds, with each world having five Wii Remote games and two games that you game GamePad. The reception of this game, <clears throat> not great. Some of these, hot, some of the highlights for these reviews are: it holds a 11 out of 100 on Metacritic, and one out of ten Ouch. reviews Review from EuroGamer. Zero stars review from Game Revolution. Zero out of five
0: stars.
1: (laughs) One out of ten from Nintendo World Report. (coughs) Twenty-six percent from gaming XP. Yeah, it's not great. Family Party 30 Great you... Games Obstacle Arcade received ne- negative reviews by critics holding a score of 11 out of 100 on Metacritic, the Jesus second Christ. lowest score behind Big Rigs Over the Road Racing. This is the second worst game on Metacritic. Damn. <clears throat> and Big Rigs is literally an unfinished game. Have you heard about Big Rig?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. <laughs>
1: Criticism targeted design, minigames, controls, and voice acting. Christopher Nyren of Eurogramer said that the feeling of torture arose before he played the game, civilly criticizing its graphics for being extremely outdated and its controls were frequently malfunctioning. Zach Kaplan of the Nintendo World Report said said that it makes a promise it can't keep, assaults your ears with annoying voice acting, and sucks all the fun out of owning a Wii U scolding its poor controls.
0: Jesus. Mini
1: This is supposed to be a good episode, guys. I did not know that the other game in the series was terrible. The one I played was <laughs> great. Scolding
0: its Don't poor lie controls. minigames to the people.
1: Mini games as devoid of fun and irritating voice acting. Anthony Severino of Game Revolution described it as having absolutely zero redeeming qualities chiding its gameplay as borderline unplayable, controls and voice acting. The official Nintendo magazine gave it a score of 11%. The official Nintendo magazine gave it a score of 11%. Jokingly jokingly concluding the review written in the style of a diary with ONM Coroner's report that read, Patients suffered a psychotic breakdown while playing this game. No treatment possible. The Nintendo, the official Nintendo magazine, folks.
0: That's fucking brutal.
1: Let's see accolades. and see the awards it got. It got official Nintendo magazine's award for worst Wii U game in 2013.
0: Jesus. And it
1: got And it got Screw Attacks Awards for Worst Wii U Game in 2013 and Worst Game of 2013.
0: A for effort, people. A for effort. You tried.
1: Okay, so Family Party, 30 Great Games, Obstacle Arcade. There's no list of games. I figured there'd be a list of games. I've never played this game, so... I imagine there's some obstacles involved. That's just my guess. But let me let me look up the other. One. Let me look up the one for the Wii and see if it has any better reviews. Because even though it doesn't have a Wikipedia article, it has a Metacritic page. I'm sure. The Wii, the Wii one has a 6.3 out of 10 on IGN, so not bad. Am I still on the call?
0: Yeah, you're still here.
1: Okay, and it has a 42% on Metacritic. Forty-two percent on Game Facts. Yeah, so it's not as bad as the other one. <laughs> so this is the game I have memories with as a kid. I remember playing all the fun little mini games. Having a great old time. There was a soccer mini game that I remember being pretty fun. There was one where you tried to like shoot each other with paintballs, and that was pretty fun. At least I think it was paintballs. You tried to shoot each other with something. It definitely was not bullets. (laughs) But yeah, I thought I'd have more to say, but it turns out that there's no fucking publicized list of the games in this game.
0: Well, then in that case, what what are your memories with it? Because I mean, I'll say right now, I don't have any of those any memories of that title whatsoever so i won't be able They're
1: to very foggy i just remember playing it a whole lot okay so based uh, anyway,
0: on the cover on, I'm sorry. art
1: i can remember most of the mini games on this cover art so i can at least talk about them there was an archery mini game that i remember being decently fun there's a soccer one which i don't remember much about i don't remember liking it there was a log cutting one and oh my god i was obsessed with the log cutting one Where you literally just like moved your Wii remote back and forth to saw through logs. That was it. That was the whole game.
0: Damn.
1: There was a rope climbing game, which I also remember really enjoying. There was some sort of like game show that I have memories of really enjoying, but I do not remember the gameplay. I just remember that four people were sitting on podiums and that there were buzzers and that some sort of thing was happening. So yeah, Family Party, 30 great games. I I thought we could talk about it because it had 30 in the title, and this is episode 30. But turns out we didn't have a lot of great content for these great games, so I apologize.
0: Oh, it's alright. I would say that now that since we're wrapping up the topic, this is not the end of the show.
1: No, no, no. It's just the beginning, folks.
0: So, this specific episode, we are trying some things out, so it's kind of crucial at this point, you guys. Please email us to let us know how we did, how you liked it, if we should keep doing it, if we shouldn't do it.
1: Honestly, I like these segments enough that I feel like we're going to keep them, unless like we get like five emails that are like, no, these segments are bad. Get rid of them.
0: <laughs> well, with that being said, we're going to wrap up the topic... But instead of ending the show, time to move no on to our next for...
1: segment. We'll be right back.
0: do 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 Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Oh, that's the transition music for the episode. To the whole Welcome. thing? Yeah, through the whole thing.
1: I think you did that when I sang it that one time.
0: Yeah, when, when you did it that one time, yeah. Anyway, this is this is a brand new segment. Our review time—the
1: Peg and Gingy mini review segment. Ba, ba, ba. So you want me to go first here, or you want to go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so every episode there will be at least one game reviewed by one host, but sometimes both hosts will have games to review, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case today. Um, the game I have brought to the table is a game for the Game Boy Advance, Dragon Ball Advance Adventure. You want to just, like, plug that into Google real fast and tell the people when it was released and, like, who it was developed by? Sorry, what? Can you just pop Dragon Ball Advance Adventure into Google real quick and tell us when it was released and who it was developed by?
0: Dragon Ball Adventure... uh, What?
1: Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure. Yeah,
0: that's it. Let's see. The developer is Dimps, and it was released November 18th of 2014. Or 2014, Jesus Christ, 2004.
1: The? Was the developer actually Dimps? Yeah, the
0: developer is Dimps.
1: So, yeah, that's and the, the same the publisher is
0: Bandai Namco.
1: The Dimps are the same people behind the Budokai games, aren't they? And the, uh... Yes. Uh, Universe games.
0: Believe so, yes.
1: So yeah, they have a pretty decent Dragon Ball track record, and spoiler alert, this adds to it. Uh, Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure is a beat-em-up title that covers the story of Dragon Ball from the Pilaf Saga all the way to the King Piccolo Saga. And... It's a beat-em-up game. You play as Goku. and new In the new game, Plush, you play as Krillin. And you go through the Dragon Ball world. And there are three types of levels, as far as I know. There might be one I haven't played yet. But the three types of levels that I know about are the normal beat-em-up levels. Which are, you know, you run around as Goku, beat up a bunch of enemies. And it's fun. There's some fun combos, fun special abilities. And it's just all around a good time. There's the Nimbus levels which I don't, I don't like that much but they're still fun and they're still okay. They're definitely like the the weakest of the three but they're still good in their own right. And the third type is the one-on-one battles which is where it turns basically into a 2D fighter. And uh, I think it stands like I don't think it's better than the Budokai games but I think if you showed somebody the fighting system for Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure, and was like, "Hey, here's a Budokai game for the Game Boy Advance. They'd be very happy with it because it's a really good fighting system. It's not the same as Budokai, but like, I don't think you could translate that system into a GBA very well. All right. So yeah, the one, the one on one battles are basically a. Basically what happens in the one-on-one battles is you have an HP gauge, obviously, and you have a something gauge. I don't remember what it's called. It might have been a rush gauge or a soul gauge, something to that effect. And when you hit somebody, their gauge goes down, their rush gauge or whatever, and once it hits zero, their guard breaks and you can attack them. And it's real fun and I like it. And... Yeah, the game's art style is perfect. It's probably the best way I've ever seen Dragon Ball caught on a GBA. No shade to uh, the Legacy of Goku series and Boo's Fury, but I feel like this depicts the world of Dragon Ball better, at least in the terms of Dragon Ball the original series. Even though that doesn't make any sense because the Legacy of Goku games weren't about the Dragon Ball original series. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The art style. I like it a lot. I feel like if Toriyama were to design a Game Boy Advance game based on Dragon Ball, it would not look too different than an Advance Adventure. I think it looks like it's ripped straight from the anime. The best way that sprites can look like they're ripped from an anime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah, it's fun. There's solid beat-em-up gameplay. It doesn't feel as tedious as some beat-em-ups because, honestly, even though it does have some f- combos, I feel like the thing it has going for the most and f- not feeling repetitious it's just the colorful and like vibrant a- animation that just like yeah I'm Goku beating him up. I'm using the power pole. This is awesome. I feel like that's where it comes from. The not if if it not feeling repetition b- and boring. Okay. So, yeah, really solid title. I think it ranks pretty highly among Dragon Ball games. I'd give it about
0: how how eight, many pixels would you give it?
1: Eight eight, eight out of ten pixels, JG.
0: All right. Well, alright. I myself, for the very first review I'm going to give, was a game recommendation that I had from Xenomorph Jedi. I have uh, going to be reviewing XCOM Enemy Within, specifically the mobile version of the game.
1: Man, I remember, just real quick, my slight memory with XCOM is there's a streamer I used to watch named Michael the Pokeman, and I remember he streamed XCOM. And I don't remember if it was XCOM or XCOM too, but it was one of the XCOMs, and I remember him naming his characters and he let his viewers name his characters and and the recurring meme in the chat was to name his characters like those like inappropriate names, like those innuendo names. Like you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah. like bend over.
0: Yes. Yes, bending over. But um ben Enemy Do- within, if you were if you don't know. Excuse me, is a turn turn based strategy game where you take various turns with your characters to fight against the aliens. Um, it is available on mobile specifically for Google and Android. Again, I'll get better. I swear to God. Um, you can purchase it for twelve ninety nine in the store. Um, surprisingly. It plays very well. I do thoroughly enjoy you have to it.
1: Shit for a mobile game, you
0: know? Right? Well, oh, it's it's a gigantic game. Um, you know, let me let me look up the size of it for shits and giggles. Give me one second. I actually don't have a lot of space on my phone now because of it. It's it's a big game. As soon as my phone decides. It is 3.58 3. gigabytes mobile. big. Pokemon No, it's bigger than Pokemon Go. 3.58 gigs. Um, I have actually noticed that I've lost time, lost track of time playing the game. It, mm-hmm. It's turn-based. You have different characters. You have a bunch of different weapons that you can use against your enemies. Um, overall... I do enjoy it. It does get me to think a bit because it's turn-based strategy. I can't just move all my guys forward because then the aliens will actually flank me and get me from behind, and I've actually lost a few guys because of that. Mm-hmm. But um, the one gripe I will say, I mean, overall, the tutorial is pretty good, but I completely forgot how to climb buildings because you you can you can get on top. I completely forgot how to do it, and I cannot find maybe it's because I'm done, and I'm just not seeing it how to redo the tutorial mission, so to speak, so I can figure out how to climb obstacles.
1: Literally every problem in your life can be summed up by because I'm dumb. So
0: fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I thoroughly enjoy XCOM. And granted, yeah, it's a pretty hefty price. But hey, you know what? It's a lot of content I have put so far. The only about three game, hours the only the game, game on
1: mobile I can think of that even approaches that is the World Ends with You mobile port. I don't remember how much it costs.
0: I have no idea. But um, yeah, so far I've put about three hours or so into the game, and so far I- I'm really enjoying it. But, um, I I would recommend it to you guys who enjoy um turn-based strategy but um, i would i would give this game an 8.5 uh, i guess we're not doing point fives, are we
1: we can do point fives. that's fine
0: i would give it an 8.5 pixel 8.5 pixel what
1: we're recording early, so we could uh we could do the Infinity War review tonight if you're up for it after this.
0: I will talk to you on the after we get done recording on that part. But Move. um, Jinji's got a I hot date. That will wrap up our very first. Or uh, hell, you know what? No, no, I got I got one more game I want to want to review real quick.
1: Okay, Jinji, go ahead and review a second game for us.
0: I have been playing a game called Donut Country for mobile.
1: What the fuck?
0: It is essentially a puzzle game where you are a... uh, Words. You're a raccoon with a mobile (laughs) app that moves a hole around the, the, the map. And you basically have to suck everything into that hole to pull it underground. And when you clear the map, you win the level. And it actually has an interesting story mode to it. The game itself is available on iOS, I believe, on Android as well. I may be mistaken, but um, it costs four ninety nine. Honestly, it is. It's a nice, relaxed game. Um, when, I'm Jean- you, when I'm not playing XCOM, when I'm not playing Docom,
1: you you went on the iTunes Store. You looked at a game called Donut Country, and you're like, "This is definitely worth five dollars."
0: Yes. But anyway, it's it's a nice little game. If if you if you guys are looking, it's just you know, a game that you can pick up real quick, you know, if you're on the train in the car but not driving. Or if you are using the bathroom, it is a good toilet game that you could potentially play.
1: Play it it in a Tesla. Play it in the Elon Musk car.
0: Yes. It's the only way you can play this game. But no, I would I I would give this game 8 pixels. I really do enjoy it. But that was our very first review.
1: Real quick before we move on to the next segment, I'd like to give a disclaimer here. I was kind of skeptical on this section at first. I've warmed up to it, but here's a little disclaimer here. Just because we're doing reviews every episode, if we think a game deserves an in-depth review, we still reserve the right to do it as a topic.
0: Yes. So next segment. We don't have a time limit for show. Well, I forgot what we are doing for this segment, Peg. Um, we're doing. Uh-oh.
1: Fuck, I forgot too. Uh. <laughs> oh the bullshit segment it was the bullshit segment where me and Digi yeah. talk about what, whatever that isn't related to video games and for the next couple of bullshit segments part of them is going to be something very special you see at age 12 I discovered this website called fanfiction.net
0: oh I completely forgot about this <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait it's
1: the same At the same time, I discovered this other thing called an anime called Full Metal Alchemist, and I decided to write some Full Metal Alchemist crossover (laughs) fanfiction. Yay! So, let me me tell you about the first crossover. So when I first discovered fanfiction.net, I was browsing through Full Metal Alchemist crossover stories, and one of them was a crossover with Sweet Life on Deck, and it was a full story. It was like fucking 15 chapters or something like that. And it was supposed to have a sequel, but the author was not interested in writing the sequel and put it up for adoption, which is a term on fanfiction.net where if you if you like start a story but you don't want to finish it, you can put it up for adoption and allow another author to finish it. Guess who adopted the sequel to this story, Gingy? You did. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> so to give you a brief summary of uh, Alchemist on Deck, the first half of this story... Basically basically fucking I don't remember very much. But basically long story short, Edward Elric ends up on the not not Al, because Al is back in the other world, but Edward Elric ends up on the SS Tipton and he meets fucking Zack and Cody and shit. <laughs> and the chaos ensues. Eventually Ed ends up going back home. But Zach and Cody end up and Bailey end up going with them, with him. Which leads oh. into Sweet Life in a Mistress" by Riley.brooks, I'm pretty sure was my name on fanfiction.net. Not even trying to hide my identity from this very embarrassing
0: story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up and since my browser and unstable Gingy, I think. I should send you the first chapter, and you should read it to our (sighs) listeners.
0: I will read the first chapter, I suppose.
1: The first chapter is very short, and it's also the worst written of the chapters. I honestly think my storytelling was pretty okay at some points in the story, but not not a lot of them. (laughs) Okay, let me... uh, Yeah, send me the thing. Fanfiction.net is not being very cooperative. I'm going to need a minute. Why did I put myself up to this? you It's not like you insisted on this. I came up with this.
0: Yeah, Why do she- I hate
1: myself so? Okay, now let's see if you can comprehend this because this is definitely the worst written of the shows. I was so young, but I did not know how to write things. So the dialogue has no quotes in it. And there's just a whole bunch of weird shit. So maybe you'll be able to comprehend this. I will try. Maybe not. For um, our wonderful so
0: listeners, I will try.
1: Gingy is going to read you the first two chapters of this fan fiction I wrote. Called Sweet Life in a Mestress. And guys... Uh, if ten If ten people say they want it... <laughs> I will continue (laughs) to write Sweet Life in a Best (laughs) (laughs) Because I never finished it. Uh,
0: Chapter 1 intro. Oh no. (laughs) Just a short chapter to kick things off. I adopted this story from Jess Talks A Lot to understand how the Sweet Life gang knows Ed and how they go into amatrice. read the first story (laughs) Alchemist on Deck by Jess Talks A Lot. Recap. Edward woke up on his back. In a hospital bed? He sat up and looked around. Then he noticed the four other beds beside him. The twins, Bailey and Winery, were all lying in the beds. So we're alive after all. winery! Brother! Ed turned his head to the door and his eyes instantly watered up. It was Alphonse. He was home. Hey, you got your body back. I'm happy for you, Ed said. Brother, I miss you, Alphonse said as he hugged Ed. I miss you too, Al. I'm happy to be home, he said. Oh so, Ed, you finally reunited with your brother. I'm <laughs> glad you're happy, Bailey said. It's so touching, Winry said. Hey, Cody, Zach, said. Yeah, Zach, Cody asked. Seeing this touching display, I realize that I'm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I realize that I mistreat you sometimes, and I just want you to know I love you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Zach, as he started, Zach said, as he started crying, I love you too. Oh, my God. He said, then they were both crying. All right, I'll let you guys rest. The doctor said, was he standing there the whole fucking time? <laughs> you guys should be completely healed by tomorrow. So, see you then, Al said. All right, see you tomorrow, Al, Ed said. Goodbye, brother, Al said. Then he left. Fuck off. Come on. <laughs> what crazy adventures will the sweet life <laughs> game go on in Amatrice? And what will happen on the ship? Amatrice? during the tw- Wait, hold on. <clears throat> what crazy adventures will the sweet life game go on in Amatris? What will happen on the ship during the twins and Bailey's absence? Find out next time on The Sweet Life in Amatris.
1: Right now. Jesus Christ. You're gonna meet you
0: I am not. I'm going to leave it there. That's fucking golden.
1: Fine. Great. We'll <laughs> reach out to you next time, then. And maybe I'll read it, or maybe not. I think it's kind of funnier if you read it.
0: <laughs> all right, Pegasus. With that being said, after these two new segments, where can our listeners find you?
1: First of all, you can find me on fanfiction.net. as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you better oh, fucking God. promote that every single fucking episode now. I swear to God.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't have access to that account anymore. So if I do like continue Sweet Life in a Messstress, if enough people want me to as a meme, I'll have to make a new fanfiction.net account. Do it. Because it's linked to it's linked to my old Facebook. I don't have access to anymore. <laughs> but yeah, you can but... find. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Pegasus the Game One. You can find me on YouTube as Pegasus the Gamer. You can find fucking brain do things that you need to do. I'm the host of Pokemon Variety Hour, another show under the Pixels Media banner, which Gingy is a co-host of. Come and find that wherever podcasts are found. And uh, uh yeah, that's it. I think.
0: All right, well, you can find me at my personal Twitter at ragingjinji. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast. We have a T Public store, which is teepublic.com slash user slash PPAF Podcast 1. We also have a Patreon, if you guys are able to give anything, which is patreon.com slash PPAF Podcast. But like we always say, please take care of yourselves first. Well, yes, we they agree have...
1: your robot.
0: Well, it'll come out nice (laughs) post-recording. I think that's it. Alright, yeah, I think that's
1: the episode. I I think we have to end it now after the legendariness that was chapter one of Sweet Life and fucking Amestras.
0: Oh my god. If we don't get anything funny from that, Zeno, I know you're listening. I want to hear your reaction, dude. hear your
1: reaction to fucking Sweet Life and a Best
0: <laughs> Alright, you guys. With that being said, this has Honestly, been... Honestly, I the... remember
1: there being one decent, like, chapter of that, and the rest were shit.
0: Well, stay tuned to find out next. But with that being said, this has been the 30th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Sun. A video game podcast where we talk about anything under the video game sun. i have been your host, Raging Gingy.
1: I've been the best user on Facebook, I mean Facebook, on fanfiction.net, and also (laughs) (laughs) pages.
0: You know, it's going to be hard as hell, but I'm not going to read the chapters until we read them on air.
1: Yeah, that's going to be very hard for you, and I know it's going to be very hard for you.
0: It's going to kill me. But I've been your host, Raging Jinji. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you next week.
1: See you later.
0: Oh fuck! Whoops! Wrong command. Good
1: job,
0: Jinji. See so you can do it. Whoops.
1: That's about it. Oh, there was a lock. <laughs> What's so funny? Gigi, <laughs> what the hell are you laughing about, you maniac? <laughs> uh,
0: to keep myself away, because I'm honestly quite tired, I have been unlocking characters in Smash, and I know Pegasus doesn't like that, but I just unlocked Diddy Kong. Okay. And I've been. You know, using Roy trying to hit Diddy Kong, and you know his his up where he has the rockets.
1: Yeah, Gingy, I do.
0: Well, he was right in the middle of the field. He did that rocket thing, and he launched himself off the stage and killed himself. <laughs>